Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week, our podcast features an episode of the Red Skeleton Show called Christmas Trees. It first aired on Christmas Day in 1945. I'd rather have a Raleigh. 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 Because Raleigh is the only cigarette that gives you all three. Cigarette program starring Red Skelton with Gigi Pearson, Verna Felton, our tiny singer Anita Ellis, Arthur Q. Bryan, our guest, David Forrester and his orchestra, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. It's a pleasure to bring you Metro Golden Mayor's popular comedian and the star of the Raleigh Cigarette Program, Red Skelton. Thank you very much. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and Merry Christmas to all of you. Well, tell me, Red, what did Santa bring you? Well, socks from my mother, shoes from my father, and shoestrings from my brother. <laughs> my feet had a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, speaking of gifts, here's mine to you. Oh. Uh, did anyone give you an electric toaster? Well, not that I know of. Well, in case they do, this will come in handy. Gee, a loaf of bread. <laughs> Gosh, you shouldn't have done it, really. Uh, <laughs> That's something. Red, in the middle yeah. of a loaf, uh, you'll find three slices buttered. No kidding. <laughs> Why did you say it? How will I get it home now? <laughs> Life won't be worth a nickel. <laughs> well, here's my gift to you. Oh, gee, Red, that's swell, and it's so beautifully wrapped, yeah, too. Now, in case you missed the news yesterday, that newspaper will come in handy. <laughs> I hope you like them, Rod. I mean, Rod. <laughs> I'm a little nervous tonight. Yesterday, I went to Itchy's funeral. I... <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas there, David. Well, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas Rod. <laughs> Did you have a nice Christmas? Yep, 32 neckties. 32 neckties. <laughs> so you did all right with that band, didn't you? No, I, I broke even. I gave 32 neckties. <laughs> oh, by the way, Red, uh, here's my gift to you. Gee, I've always wanted one of those. <clears throat> what is it? <laughs> well, I don't know, but the price was right, so I bought it. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? I saw Fibber McGee and Molly in the hall, and they got the same thing. You know? <laughs> hey, here's a little something for you, David. It's an antique. Oh, a baton. Yeah, and it belonged to a famous bandmaster. His name's on it there. <laughs> Gee whiz, Spike Jones. <laughs> oh, Anita Ellis, here's something for you, too. Oh, Red, they're beautiful. Oh, they're not very practical. They can't be washed, you know. Oh, but they're lovely. Where on earth did you ever get the idea of putting initials on Kleenex? <laughs> In my spare time, I did it. <laughs> I ruined three of them, tried to burn the initials. <laughs> Uh, Red, I uh, don't want to rush things, yeah. but I've heard a rumor that you're giving everyone in the cast a down payment on a new automobile for Christmas. That I am. That I am. That I am. 
Here's a fat little package for everyone. Oh, boy, money, money. Money? Who said anything about money? It's Raleigh cigarette wrappers. <laughs> well, Red, it isn't such a bad idea after all, because with Raleigh cigarette wrappers, everyone has a chance in Raleigh's Car Day contest. Yes, friends, every day you have the opportunity of winning a new Chevrolet. Because the makers of Raleigh's are giving cars away at the rate of one each and every day. Seven cars a week. You'll never have a better opportunity to win a car, folks. So don't put it off. This is all you have to do. Complete this sentence in 25 words or less. We should all buy victory bonds because... Send your entry to Raleigh Cigarettes, Box 1200. That's Box 1200, Chicago, Illinois... With two complete wrappers from two packs of Raleigh's. If you got any small apartments in, we send that address in, too. <laughs> no, Red, the two Raleigh wrappers are enough. Now, how about hearing the name of the winner for December 21st? Okay, Merry Christmas and a happy new Chevrolet to me. I won it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. The Chevrolet... <laughs> That's all that have to happen, brother. That's <laughs> Bernard G. Gale of Miami, Florida. Congratulations, Mr. Gale. <laughs> yes, folks, Raleigh's holiday contest is easy. You can win yourself a brand new car by just writing 25 words or less. So get busy. Send in your prize-winning entry tonight. And remember, smokers, Raleigh's are the only cigarettes that give you all three. Throat protection, better taste, Lasting freshness. Well, we got the automobile off my chest now. <laughs> I sound like a pedestrian, though. No. Red, Red, you haven't received my gift yet. Oh, so I haven't. What is it? One dance at the Palladium? <laughs> no, Red. It's a recording of my latest song, Toyland. Well, swell, Anita. Let's put it on this new RCA Victrola and we'll play it, huh? <laughs>
Thank you. Tonight we open the skeleton scrapbook of satire and we find a story in keeping with the holiday spirit. Christmas trees. <laughs> Our characters are fictional. <laughs> that music sounds a little that way, too, doesn't it? <laughs> Our characters are fictional. If there's any similarity to persons living, they should be investigated. <laughs> Chapter 35 of Beautiful Christmas Tree is entitled The Christmas Tree Salesman. When Christmas holiday rolls around the corner in Saudiville, you'll find Clem Cadiddlehopper selling Christmas trees on the same corner. Well, here I am selling Christmas trees, and business ain't too good either. And I got a strange feeling that after today, business is going to fall off, too. Boy, is it cold. I can't stand this winter. I wish they had winter in the summer, and then it wouldn't be so cold. It's thinking like that that makes great scientists, you know. Oh, a customer. Well, Sarah, do. Howdy doody to you. <laughs> Gee, you look like a million dollars tonight. Well, have you ever seen a million dollars, Clay? No, that's what I mean. You look like something I ain't never seen. <laughs> you didn't get it. It's too fast, man. Well, I didn't. It snowed last night. It was certainly deep. This morning I had to jack up the cows to milk them. <laughs> Hey, why don't you come over for the bonfire and get warm, hmm? Say, it feels good to get your feet thawed out, don't it, hmm? Well, why don't you put on your shoes? Ain't I got them on? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it hurts so bad this morning when I had them half sold. <laughs> And it took me years to make the grade. Well, what are you going to do about this fire? Well, Clam, it's a dying out. Well, I'll just get that big log over there and throw it on the fire. Well, you can't lift that log, can you? Who can't? You know that military training? You can <laughs> Hey, just feel that arm. Go ahead. Mm, mm. What an arm. Looks like macaroni with veins. <laughs> well, I have never been so insulted in all my life. Oh, surely I can lift that log. <laughs> hey, Sarah, you, I got a better idea. Let's move the fire over here. <laughs> hey, uh, what did Santa Claus uh, going to bring you? Did you tell him what you wanted yet? I did. Just a little bit too big for Santa Claus. Yes. You are an adult. No, just a minute. <laughs> Let's not spread that around. <laughs> May mean what I think it does. Well, what did you ask her? Page 30 of Esquire in person. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Finest picture of a bird dog I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, 
Beautiful girls, too. Clem, don't talk like an idiot. You know them girls, they're, they're, them, they're models, they're just a dime a dozen. Dime a dozen? For them models? Yep. Gee, I've been buying licorice all this time. <laughs> A Christmas tree? I can't give them away. Goodness. What do you think they are, Chevrolets? Well, well, then I'll just buy you a tree. Okay. Uh, what do they sell for? Thousand dollars a piece. Why, Clem, there ain't a chance in a million that anybody's going to pay that. Well, in case the chance does come along, I'm going to be a rich man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They're 50 and 75 cents. Well, what you got for a dime? A dime? Well, there's... Over there's an old hairy broomstick I can let you have. <laughs> hey, here's a nice one already decorated. Well, that's an orange tree. It is? I thought them light bulbs were a little juicy. <laughs> well, don't, don't you have a nice fir tree for Christmas? Fir tree? Uh-huh. What they won't think of next. Can you imagine going out in the backyard picking a dozen oranges in a mink coat? <laughs> Well, all you women are all right. You see a man that's got eyes that match and the same color hair and the nose in the middle of his face, I... Wish I had some of them things. Hello. Well, howdy, howdy, neighbor. Uh, what have you in a Christmas tree, Chief? Termites. <laughs> uh, what do you want to pay for one? Well, not over 35 or 40 cents. 35? Step this way, sporty. <laughs> Would you like a colored Christmas tree? Here's a nice one for a dollar and a half. Nope, nothing over 40 cents. Nothing over... 40 cents. How about a nice brown one here? A brown Christmas tree? Yes. Oh, I've never heard of such a thing. Is it supposed to be something new? Oh, no, it's very old. Very old. <laughs> fact, it was left over from last Christmas. Well, here is a nice one. Well, hello. My, aren't you a beauty? Oh, thank you, sir, but I'm just a mess today. <laughs> oh, no, you're not a mess. Oh, yes, she is. You heard her. <laughs> Well, you can call me Skippy. Skippy, that ain't a man's name. It's a dog food. And you can just call me Sarah. Yeah, you can call me when you want to buy a tree. Well, how much is this one, dear? Three dollars, sweetie. I ain't talking to you. Now, look, fella, either buy a tree or skidoo, you rink-a-dink you. I'll take this one. Okay, shall I wrap it up or do you want to eat it here? You timber wolf, you... Well, just put it in my car across the street. Okay, I'll oh, put it in Oh, Sam, don't be so mad. He's only trying to be neighborly. Yeah, well, he's in the wrong neighborlyhood. I'll go put it in the car. I'll well, fix it. Well, careful across the street, Clem. You might get hit by a car. Not in Saudiville. People give the pedestrians the right of way. <laughs> How do you like that? He stole my Christmas tree, too. <laughs> Santa Claus again, Ray and uh, Red, and give away another car. <laughs> okay, there you go again, giving away the sponsor's profits. <laughs> well, first we'll tell everyone how they can get in on the Raleigh Car Day contest. The prize, something everyone wants and needs, a brand new car. Yes, each and every day, a new Chevrolet is given away. That's seven cars every week. And here's how you can win one. Complete this sentence in 25 additional words or less. We should all buy victory bonds because... Now, you know lots of good reasons, so send in your entries tonight. 
Mail them to Raleigh Cigarettes, Box 1200, Chicago, Illinois, with two complete wrappers from two packs of Raleigh Cigarettes. You have plenty of chances to win because there's a new contest every day. Yes, winners are chosen from entries received each day. Entries are judged on uniqueness, originality, and most convincing statements. Judge's decision final. Duplicate prices in case of ties. Entries become property of Raleigh Cigarettes. Contest limited to United States and members of the armed forces abroad. Oh, details, details. <laughs> Go ahead, tell us who won, tell us who won. All right, the winner of December 22nd. The winner is Miss Patricia Folks of Park Merced, San Francisco, California. You've won a brand new Chevrolet. Congratulations. Now get busy. Win yourself a magnificent new Chevrolet. More winners announced tomorrow night on the Raleigh Room, starring Hildegard. Chapter 35 of Beautiful Christmas Trees is entitled Granny and Santy. Just think, it was only yesterday that Christmas shopping was a lot of fun because everywhere grandmothers were taking their good little kids shopping. Yes, the good little kids. Because even Junior knows that Santa Claus don't like the mean little kids. <laughs> This store is really crowded. Isn't it crowded, though? And what an inspiration. Boy, what a spot to yell fire in, huh? <laughs> Junior, you wouldn't do anything naughty like that now, would you? <laughs> You're kidding me. Yeah, you just keep laughing, kiddo. That's all. <laughs> you take these handcuffs off me. I'll show you, boy. Junior, now stay with Grandma. Yes, ma'am. I won't run away because if I got lost, you would worry. Yes, I would, yes, Junior. You would. I'd be afraid I might find you again. Yes, I... <laughs> Boy, you sure does love me, don't you, huh? I can't figure out why you're so good all of a sudden. It's the night before Christmas and all through the house. Nothing is stirring, not even this loud. <laughs> This good behavior just before Christmas won't get you anywhere. Well, what has I done wrong this year? I'll tell you. No, no, you, no, never uh, mind, never mind. I know, and you know. But let's keep it away from Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> he's not interested in his domestic problems. Besides, why make him change his list at this late date, you know? Let's, let's here, here, hold these packages for a second. Okay. I, I said hold it, not shake it. Is it a present? No, now let's not get nosy. No, whoop, I almost drop it. Be careful. You don't want to break your grandfather's shaving lotion, do you? I knew I would find out what it was. <laughs> Junior, let's go this way. Oh, no, you don't, kiddo. I see it. I see it. Look at that. I never see so much candy in all my life. Oh, gumdrop jawbreakers. I do believe I died and gone to heaven. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, I am tired. I think I will stretch me with a warm. Junior, stop that stretching. I see you reaching for those gumdrops. She knows me pretty well, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. And for touching that candy, you must be punished. No. Hold out your hand. Okay. Oh, you broke my arm. You broke my arm. You broke my arm. You broke my arm. So Santa Claus will hear you. You broke my arm. Oh, well, I guess I can hold me feelings until after the holiday. <laughs> I hope Santa Claus bring me a Christmas tree this year. When are we going to see old Santa, hmm? Junior, stop asking questions. But why? When I was your age, I never asked questions. Maybe that's why you can't answer mine. <laughs> but we will give you a box of Snickers anyway. I know what. Right. Would you like Santa to bring you a 
I had no suit of clothes. Does you mean with patch pockets and brass buttons? Yes. The coat with widow belt in the back? Yes. Short pants with a night crease in them? That's right. You wouldn't bother opening it, then. <laughs> Turn around and see who's looking at you. Oh, Santa Claus. Oh, look at him. Oh. Doesn't yeah, he look roly-poly in his yeah. red velvet suit? Yeah, look, he look, look just like a bloodshot blimp, don't he? <laughs> look, what? he's motioning for you to come sit on his lap. You mean he's not mad at me? I mean, I've been pretty bad this year. Oh, he'll overlook a few things. A few things? Boy, I can close my eyes and see the things I've wrecked. You know, I give an inferiority complex to an atomic bomb. You know that. <laughs> Go on over to Sandy. He's busy, you know. Okay, I will run right over. <laughs> oh, I fall down. I fall down. I fall down. Did you hurt yourself? I hurt myself. I hurt oh, myself. bless your little heart. God bless me with a heart. Here, let old Santa help yeah, you out. <clears throat> There. Now, come sit on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> there, are you comfortable? <laughs> Gee, ain't you soft, huh? Who built you, Simmons mattress or somebody? <laughs> <laughs> my, look at that nice long beard you had. It's so soft, it looked like five o'clock shadow with snow in it, don't it? <laughs> Boy, if I only had a pair of scissors. <laughs> not kidding, not kidding. I wouldn't touch it. I Tell wouldn't. me, what would you like more than anything else? Well, a pair of scissors, I would. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's talk I'm about kidding. you. Have you been a good boy? Now, let's talk about you, huh? <laughs> you was really a nice old man, you know. I had been you, a pretty uh, good boy. You wouldn't be trying to flatter me, would you? <laughs> you trusting old soul, ain't you? <laughs> Have you been a good boy? Well, for the past week, I will admit, I have been pretty good, but it makes me sick to think about it, you know. <laughs> well, what about the other 358 days? <laughs> Uh, what can Santa bring you this year? Well, I tell you, bring me a great big Christmas tree with real lights on it, because last year we had to use candles. You did? Yes, the insurance company was awful nice, though. They rebuilt the house for it. <laughs> well, tell me, don't you want something under it? Under the tree? Well, there's a few things I would like, Danny Claude. I would like a book on how not to be prejudiced. So when I grow up, I won't have to go to war. Just because I hate someone whose skin's a little different color, or because their beliefs are a little different from mine, and bring me the will to see my own mistakes instead of others. I'd like for you to bring me, Grandma, a nice book on post-war planning, because like most people, she got a little money now, and she might be tempted to, well, pay just a little above the regular price for something that she really don't need. And don't let them get rid of the OPA. Because we want our country to stay our country. We don't want it to have inflation. And if you can, I wish you could bring all the widow kitties back home from overseas. If you can, make all the people remember how much these widow kids have done for us. And give them good health. Give them a good place to work. Give them good homes. And give them all transportation so that they can get to those things. I guess that's about all.
Sir Walter Raleigh. That's the tobacco that leaves your pipe as clean as a whistle. It's carefully blended from rich, ripe burleys and mellowed with just a touch of rum to balance the natural, full-bodied flavor. Get Sir Walter Raleigh, the quality pipe tobacco of America. And remember, we'll all be with you on every Tuesday night at this same time. Red Skelton, David Forrester and his orchestra, Anita Ellis, Verna Felton, Gigi Pearson, Arthur Q. Bryan, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Until next Tuesday, then. This is Red Skelton saying goodbye now, and thanks for listening, and Merry Christmas to you all. God bless you. And remember, listen to Hildegard tomorrow night, and the people are funny with Art Linkletter Friday night over most of these stations. Red Skelton is heard in this program through the courtesy of Metro-Golden-Mare. Skelton is brought to you by the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation. This is the National Broadcasting Company. So, who's ready for pantomime? On the radio! Red Skelton was a clown. His father was a clown. And who knows, maybe he comes from a long line of clowns. Red started in showbiz at an early age. And I use the term showbiz loosely here. He took the road of hard, no hard knocks to stardom. When he was 10, he joined a traveling medicine show. He then moved up to vaudeville, moved to New York to make it big, except New York didn't like him. He married Edna Stilwell, who also did not like his act, although rather than canceling on him, she decided to write his material. They later divorced, but she remained his writer. After being unceremoniously rejected by the Big Apple, the Skeltons went into the entertainment hinterlands. I mean that literally, he went to Canada. In Montreal, he perfected his act and Edna fine-tuned his material. Red hit his groove in the 1930s and started to get gigs on various radio programs. He got a big break when he appeared in Ginger Rogers' film Having a Wonderful Time. Back in the States, NBC took a chance and gave him his own show in 1941. The gamble paid off big. The Red Skelton Show was an instant success, up there with Jack Benny and Fibber McGee and Molly. Skelton was voted the Outstanding New Radio Star of 1941. Red Skelton was a physical actor based on his clown upbringing, but obviously he had to rework his act for radio. He did this by introducing many, many new characters that could work in an audio environment. His most famous included Junior, the mean whittle kid, Clem, the singing cab driver, and Deadeye, the fastest gun in the West. There was a tie between the Red Skelton Show and the Ozzie and Harriet Show. Red used Ozzie Nelson's band, and Harriet Hilliard, who's the Harriet in Ozzie and Harriet, became a regular on Red's show. She played Junior's mother and other roles. Skelton was drafted into the Army in 1944 and didn't return until after the war in December of 1945. By that point, Ozzie and Harriet was a big radio sensation, and Red had to replace his music and the roles played by Harriet. His revamping worked, and the show picked up right where it left off. When television replaced radio, Skelton was lucky, or skilled enough, in that he fell back on his visual humor and entertained another generation. His career spanned medicine shows, vaudeville, burlesque, showboats, minstrel, radio, television, movies, and Vegas. Wherever there was an audience, Red would make him laugh. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>